Hey, y'all, and welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Today, I'm chatting with Mandy Ross. She is a media personality, a writer, a coach, a YouTuber, and she has her own podcast, which we'll talk about today. And most importantly, Mandy's an open book. I think overall, I'm a pretty positive person, but she can do cartwheels around me with her positivity, and it's so authentic and genuine. I appreciate her being here today. We're going to talk about how to be your own cheerleader and how to lift yourself up out of the space and create your best life. We talk about how to let go, how to deal with adversity, how to deal with maybe not growing up in a family system that's supportive. So don't miss today's episode that's going to help you stay focused, stay positive, and become your own cheerleader versus waiting for others to lift you up. Hey, y'all. And welcome to the Fix Yourself First with Dr. Christie podcast. This is a show for people who are tired of waiting on others to change and ready to focus on themselves in order to improve their relationships. I've learned from my personal and professional life as a psychotherapist and relationship expert that the only way to have a healthy relationship was when I realized that I have to fix myself first versus waiting on others to change. Thank you for listening to my show and go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss any future ones. Now let's get started. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for being here and a part of the show. I have with me today Mandy Rawls. Mandy is a catalyst for positive change. She's an international TV and media personality, speaker, writer, coach, and my favorite life cheerleader. Her purpose is to help individuals step into their most authentic, productive, and aligned, loving selves. Thanks, Mandy, for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Christy. It's a real pleasure to be here joining you today. Yes, I was. We were talking a little bit before we got started, and you and I've been connected on Instagram for quite a long time, and I've been following you, and just the positivity that you put out into the world—that's just consistent, doesn't stop. I knew it'd be great to have you here on the show and to talk a little bit about how we are able to become our own life cheerleaders ourselves. And so, tell us a little bit about your background. What work do you do, and kind of what are you into right now? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I would say <laughs> there's a lot of avenues I can take this down because I am a multi-passionista. <laughs> yes. But uh, I would say to start, you know, I actually posted this today <laughs> in a post. And I'd say um, my my way of showing up in the world really stems from um, primarily communication and connection. Mm -hmm. And I love, um, one thing that has been really prevalent is kind of connecting the dots for myself in, in all the various hats I've worn over the years. And the one thing I've found amongst all the different, uh, roles that I take, um, work-wise or professionally speaking is that they all stem from this intense and passionate place inside of myself to uplift others. Like it, it, it's that one word of uplift. Mm -hmm. So whether that is my journalism work, um, and I did go to school for journalism, that's my educational background, studying print and broadcasting and even digital journalism. Um, so that in itself, that kind of 
journalistic media work that I do, I always want to bring that uplifting vibe to anything, any project I'm a part of. And then that also stems to my content creation as an influencer, as a content creator, both, you know, having and hosting my own podcast called Pave Your Paradise and also my YouTube videos. You know, again, there's that uplifting kind of energy I always want to bring to the table in my content. Um, And then also, you know, going more so into the coaching world Mm -hmm. and being a self-development, first and foremost, junkie myself, but also uh, creating transformational type tools for others to use. That's also a space where I can help others to uplift themselves. And Really, where did that all stem from? I mean, I want to I wanna pay some uh, gratitude to my parents today because I will say I have two parents who have always been the biggest cheerleaders of mine. And what does that look like? I mean, growing up, I had many different dreams and talents that I wanted to explore. And they would always cheerlead me on, you know? And I always had both of them in my corner saying, you know what, Mandy, whatever you're passionate about, girl, just go and explore it. And we're going to be here to support you hundred percent. So that's a really big, and I'm very close to both my parents. <laughs> um, but that's a really big way in which I was able to fully come into my, my, uh, life cheerleading per se. And then just work wise. I mean, it's, it's, my journey has just allowed me to flow in, into different, um, areas professionally speaking, but, Again, there's always that kind of beautiful tie amongst everything and what I'm doing. You definitely can hear that with with what you put out there with your content. And, you know, I was really fortunate, too, to be raised by two very supportive parents. And, you know, we're in the minority, you and I, having a good, solid support system and just saying, hey, whatever you want to go after, we'll well, almost whatever you want to go after, you know, we'll support you in that. Uh, I know. Yeah, mine had some boundaries. Like when I left med school, I tried to stay overseas and they bartend on a boat for, they're like, yeah, no, (laughs) you got to get back home and you need to reset. So there's those boundaries. But, you know, we were really blessed and fortunate to have that kind of family system. And there's a lot of folks listening that also have that. And then there's a lot more that didn't have that support or maybe didn't have from both parents or may not have any support from either parents. And I know the work you do, especially with coaching and helping people go through difficult times in their life, if someone maybe didn't have that kind of support that you and I had, what is something maybe they can do now as they kind of look back and hear this that they can kind of pull into with themselves to help them get through their next difficult time? That's a great question, Christy. And I love that you brought actually this point up because so growing up, I will say my parents were two of my biggest cheerleaders, and yet we we certainly did not have perfect relationships. There have been times in my life where, you know, my parents and I have had ups and downs, and speaking separately, you know, I've had ups and downs with my dad, I've had ups and downs with my mom, mm-hmm. but, you know, intrinsically, I think we all just... There's that unconditional love and support there. So just want to point out, I did not come from a perfect background. You know, I've also had many struggles and challenges in my life that I've had to overcome. And I think that more than anything has allowed me, you know, having the support of my family absolutely has made me into the woman I am today. But, you know, bottom line, end of the day, even though my parents are two of my best friends now, if it wasn't for myself being able to pull myself first and foremost out of those dark times, I wouldn't be sitting, you know, here talking to you right now. 
And if there are people out there, which I know there are, and I, I'm a, one of the biggest things that I, I'd love to share with your audience is just this philosophy that we are all works in progresses, but we can also be masterpieces at the same time. So I look at myself every day and I'm proud of the woman I am. I am so grateful for my journey, all the ups and downs that have um, happened to me in my life. And I should say happened for me, (laughs) for me, not to me. Um, But at the same time, I think it's really important to, you know, be honest and real with yourself that you could have a million people cheering you on in the background, but if you can't dig deep within yourself first and foremost and pull yourself up and lift yourself up, then it doesn't matter how many fans, how many followers, how many people in your personal life are doing that for you. You have to have that strength within. And you asked me, how can someone sitting out there who may not have that external you know, support system out there, well, good news for y'all because you don't necessarily need that in order to be a success. If you can't come to a place of strength from within, nothing else is going to lift you up in the same way. So how can people start to develop being their own cheerleader? Well, that that has to stem from self-awareness, I think, first and foremost. And how does that happen? Well, it, it happens through various means of self-discovery. And I think amongst everything I've been through in my life, I have grown the most during my darkest periods. You know, those periods where maybe I shut myself off from the world. I kind of tuned everything out. And these are all like, you know, helpful bits that people can take away from this. But it's those moments where you basically have to kind of, I don't want to say hermit yourself, but it's kind of that thought of like, you know, shut the people out, shut the distractions, which is a big one for especially at the time we're living in now, shut out the distractions, really start to get in tune with yourself, start to notice the thoughts that are going on in your head, because everything stems from what's going on up there in your head, right? And you really have to tune into what's going on in your heart as well. And your thoughts and the way that you're feeling, I'm a firm believer, you got to feel it to heal it. So in those dark moments, you need to tune into what you're thinking, how you're feeling. And when you can bridge those two together, that's probably one of the most fundamental ways that you can start being your own life cheerleader. You're absolutely right. I couldn't agree more with that. And we have to go through those dark periods to really almost test us to see what we're made of. And at the end of the day, we're just left with ourselves, right? It doesn't matter how much support you have. We're the only one laying down with our head on a pillow, so we're responsible for that. And uh, one thing that I know that's helpful for me trying to connect that heart and mind and the feelings and the thoughts is writing. And I know you're a proponent of that too, journaling, because I will get all over the place in my head and in my emotions. But when I write it out, it forces me to really look at it in a different light than just kind of keeping it in. So would you agree and support the need to write that stuff out so we don't kind of overthink and start spinning? Yes, for myself, I would absolutely agree. I like this little saying. It's like head to the heart, heart to the hand, hand to the pen, pen to the paper. It's kind of that process of like really releasing it out. Now, writing for me and also, as you just mentioned, for yourself is a great outlet. I think that 
that release of what's going on inside can stem into different activities for different people. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say that writing is the only way to get it out. Maybe for other people, it might be spoken word. Maybe that looks like um, taking action of some sort physically. You know, I definitely have a lot of different outlets in my life that allow me to communicate how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. But yes, I think journaling is it is a, a form of therapy, really, yes. when I think about what it's been in my life. And it's funny, like I'm sitting here and I know y'all can't see this, um, but <laughs> I literally have like stacks of journals. Yeah. And the interesting thing about journaling for me is that they basically do act as a few things. They're intention setters. So it allows me to live an intentional life because every day I'm able to focus on what I want to accomplish. And then I get to look back and see, you know, the different mm -hmm. um, forms of pr progress I've been able to make in various areas of my life. But the other beautiful thing is that I get to read and reflect on the transformation inside that I've overcome, you know, and gone through. And I do believe, you know, we, we have the opportunity, we don't always, but we have the opportunity to grow through what we go through as long as we're learning along the way. And I really believe in life. You know, there's a lot of times when people say or talk about this concept of mistakes. I don't believe in mistakes. I believe, and this goes back to the journaling, I can see for myself looking back through old journals and the release of everything I'm feeling within and, and, all the thoughts that have formed, all the feelings that, you know, as you said, it mumbled jumbled within me. I can get that out on paper and it, it brings clarity to all of the above. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, and with the idea of those mistakes, I know you do a lot of work with your clients and on YouTube and some of your blogs about letting go because, you know, it's really easy to beat ourselves up when we make a mistake or, you know, a failure or a perceived failure or something we didn't do quite good enough. And it really can wreck us for, you know, periods of time. So what would you say to those folks right now listening that they have something they know that they just need to let go of? Mm. Oh, I love this topic. <laughs> okay. So one thing, first, first thing is first, I do not believe in mistakes. That is just my, my core philosophy. One of my highest, you know, beliefs is that there are no mistakes in life. I believe that everything we go through, um, basically is either a win or it's a learning experience. And when you can draw from that experience and take away the lessons learned, then you can move forward in a positive and progressive way. So for people out there who uh, need to let go, a lot of times the letting go is actually less about what happened to us or for us. And it's more about the feelings of shame or grief or fear or limiting beliefs or whatever that looks like inside. It's usually holding on to the sentiment of it versus what actually happened. So one thing that I love to do personally and love to, you know, walk through people through this exercise as well is just really, I'm a big proponent of visualization and picturing, like picturing whatever that thing is that you're holding on to. And again, it's, it's about like, and maybe this looks like meditation for some people. Maybe it's sitting quietly alone with your thoughts in silence, but really just getting that mental picture in your mind and really feeling in your heart space, whatever it is that you are consciously, you have to be conscious of this though, but consciously focusing on what it is you're holding on to 
and diving deep, you know, and I really do believe that the first way to do this is tapping into your physical body. That's kind of like the first layer. So whatever you need to do in order to feel relaxed is probably going to help you in this process. So just get yourself into a relaxed state. For some people that might be physical activity. For other people that, again, might be meditation. For some, maybe it's listening to a certain song. Whatever is going to help you to tap into your relaxation state of being. That way you're kind of like your defenses are, are less, you know, uh, going into to being defensive around that that feeling and more open to the concept of allowing yourself to really feel it and then to heal it. So in order to let go, you want to focus, visually speaking now, on whatever that is. Maybe it's a situation again. Maybe it's just a thought. Maybe it's something, a limiting belief that you've been holding on to that's been holding you back maybe for years. Maybe it's a memory that's just been tugging at your heart for so long. Picture it, visualize it in your mind and heart space. And then I want you to just picture that and just really allow yourself to get into that exact moment, that feeling, that thought, and start to picture it literally like you are in your hand, releasing it and letting it go out into the universe and out into, you know, space, (laughs) if you want to have that. And this visualization technique, I find it might not work right away. You might be still apprehensive, but the more you do that, the more you can actually picture releasing what it is you're holding onto from your body, the more you will slowly and slowly begin to feel that weight lifting off of you. I love that experiential activity. You're going through an experience of doing it while you're visualizing it at the same time you're feeling it and connected. So that's definitely a good thing to try to let go of that. So one of the things with being your, you know, your own cheerleader that you talk about and the tips, how do you know you're there? Like if someone's like, okay, am I there? Am I being my own? How do I kind of say, not say the word judge, but how do I know if I'm there able to be my own cheerleader? How do, how do you know you've arrived at that place? If, or is there a place to arrive to? Oh, these are great questions, Christy. <laughs> I'm used to asking a bunch of questions, as you can imagine. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I would say, okay, so you asked a few questions. I don't think there's ever an eventual constant state of being your own life cheerleader. I think it's a, a, a mindset and I think it's also a lifestyle. It is when you're, when you are fully respecting and honoring yourself and literally getting to a point where you, I think, Rather than looking at it as an end result, I think it's a situationally, uh, it's a situational tool that you can okay. turn to. Yeah. Yes, it is a mindset. Yes, it's a way of living and being. But more than anything, I think my, you know, quote unquote, life cheerleader kicks in in situations. And how do you know you've, quote unquote, arrived? It's when you find yourself in situations where there is discomfort typically or fear or, you know, situations that bring up some sort of limiting belief and you're able to get through them faster with more grace, with more ease, with more of this comfort of leaning into your fear of leaning into, you know, scarcity of leaning into whatever it is that would have held you back Mm -hmm. in your prior time or self, 
if that makes sense. That totally makes sense because when we look at progress, for example, I was working with a client the other day and I was telling her how proud I was of her because there's something really difficult happened and she was able to just say work through it. It a lot quicker. It only took a couple minutes to an hour to get through something where weeks ago she'd be struggling with it stuck in her head for days. So what I hear you saying is the that's, the, that's a good one too. And I mean, mm -hmm. I want to say this to your listeners because I am so guilty of playing things over and over in my head. Yes. Even after I've been that oh, cheerleader, yeah. like I definitely, when things, when things, uh, yeah, when things get to me sometimes, and they still do, as I said, it's a work in progress. There are definitely situations where I catch myself overthinking or overanalyzing or, you know, even judging myself. And then I go, hey, Mandy, like, where is that life cheerleader, you know? And you really have to catch yourself in the moment. Again, that's where it goes back to the self-awareness and just being really focused on feeling it to heal it and also thinking your way through you know, your typical defense mechanism of, you know, going back to that old version of yourself and how, and like you said, the progress, that's where you can really see how much you've progressed is when the same situation comes up, but you are an evolved version of yourself now who can better handle it. Well, that's well said because every one of the, and that's what some people think a lot of times is that you're, you're, you do this all the time. You are the epitome of a life cheerleader in every sense, which is a great thing. But you still have hard times and you still get stuck in your head. I say the same thing all the time. Like, I'm a therapist and I still have problems. Just because we do it and practice it doesn't mean anyone's perfect or it can even be perfect. That you just have to normalize things, work through it, and most importantly, stay at it. And Absolutely. You, and I think it's important to know just, a, you know, as a as a, uh, just a side note there is that for each situation, you might need to use a tool that's a little different, you know, mm -hmm. like for example, maybe you use a psychotherapist for a situation that comes up in your life. And that's, you know, maybe that's a longer term tool that you're going to source out or a life coach or whatever. Maybe it's a self-development book. Maybe it's a podcast. Maybe it's a YouTube Thing. Maybe it's talking to your mom or a girlfriend, you know, like there's so many tools that are available in this self-development toolbox that we can use in life. And I think it's important to just be open to the, the concept that for each situation that comes up or each problem or, or thing you're dealing with, a different tool can be accessed. That's, that's a great point. And there's so much out there that's free. And that's why we love podcasts, right? Because we can have these free tools to help us work through these things. I think one of the things that people, you know, run into often, especially if they're having a difficult time, is almost expecting uh, other people or partners or loved ones or friends or family to lift them up, to kind of not just like support them, but like, it's your responsibility to help me get out of this. And that can make a very big shift in that relationship dynamic if we're expecting others to get us to a place where it's really our responsibility to get us to. So what you're saying is, you know, using these tools you shared, using the resources and many of those which you provide as well, we have that ability to get in that space, to be our own cheerleader, work through these things and really to live our best life. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I have, I've had to face the reality that ultimately, as you said, at the end of the day, 
doesn't matter even if you're sleeping beside a partner, but regardless, you're putting your head on your pillow. Mm -hmm. And if everyone is taken out of your life, if everyone is not there, you are going to have to face your reality regardless. And it's not to say that you should be, you know, thinking that, oh no, everyone's going to leave me. It's not that. It's more so being accountable for the life you're living. Like if you want to be a leader in your life, then you need to step up. You need to step up to the plate and be that leader. And it's, it's, you know, I have so much love and abundance of beautiful people who are in my life. But at the end of the day, I still realize that, you know, I have to be responsible for me and there is no one that is ever going to lift me up as much as I can lift myself up. And when you place your validation and your, you know, if you invest all of your confidence, all of your worth, all of, all of that into other people, you will never be able to step into that powerful leadership role that God created for you on this planet. Completely agree. With that being said, can we talk a little bit about your podcast? What Tell us a little bit about it and what led you to say, I'm going to start a podcast. Oh, wow. Thank you for the spotlight on Your <laughs> Paradise podcast and now YouTube series. Um, what inspired it? I'm going to be really transparent and vulnerable with you here, Christy. Uh, it's definitely something that I wanted to produce for a while. I've had you know, a few different um, core concepts I've come out with over the years. You know, some people might be familiar with Operation Soul Nourishment was one that I had a few years back. That was a TV show and um, a workshop and, you know, a blog. And, and I've kind of, tra- and that's why I always say we're a masterpiece, but a work in progress. Because even branding wise, I've definitely, you know, branded myself um, in different ways over the years. And Pave Your Paradise happened to come to fruition at a time when uh, it was at the, it was last year and I was going through a lot personally and professionally wanting to have an outlet to share. I just, I felt this, this immense need from my followers on social media and people in my life where I was getting asked so many of the same questions and people are coming to me with so many of the same problems. And, and even in my coaching business and my, and offering workshops to people, I felt like there were a lot of topics that I wanted to be able to basically scale, be able to scale that, that advice, those words of wisdom, that life cheerleading, you know, Mandy, je ne sais quoi to the masses. And I thought, why not just start a podcast? And having gone to school for journalism and having done radio and television already, I was like this. And and so there's the journalism side, there's the self-development side. Wow, what a perfect marriage of everything that I'm passionate about and love to do and how much value that I could possibly add to people's lives through this medium. So that stemmed... um, that stemmed from uh, actually a big pain point, though, and I will just share this, and that's where the vulnerability comes in. I was going through a period of my life where I was actually in a really unhealthy relationship, and I had to draw from the pain that I was going through. And to be very honest with you, the podcast, in a lot of ways, was therapy for me. My creating, my my my. Uh, the evolution of it has allowed me to touch on things that I've personally dealt with and that I, I, I recognize other people are going through. And I b- really, truly believe that when we can share our stories, 
that to me is such a powerful thing that we can do in our lives. And it, it's, it's such a beautiful give and exchange of give and take, because when I share, I feel amazing. And I feel like I can release that out to the world as we were talking earlier about journaling and just releasing how you're feeling and what you're thinking. But I realized that in that process, people are also receiving and that in itself is tremendous value. Yeah, we really grow when we give, right? You you grow when you give. Yeah. And so it's really important. And And so Paper Paradise, sorry, to to go back to like how it actually, the concept of it came to be. So I was in this unhealthy relationship and I I don't really want to focus it so much on that as much as what I realized is I could take all the the painful, um, powerful lessons that I I learned um, about myself and I could apply them to each and every episode and pour myself into that. And I actually... During the time of me having that podcast, I actually ended that relationship and I walked away from that. I let go as Uh we talked about before. I had to let go to create space for something healthier and better for, you know, better aligned for me Uh in my life. And so that was quite the journey. (laughs) And so Pave Your Paradise, I truly am living me paving my own path to paradise in my personal life. And professionally speaking, it's, it's been, it's allowed me to open up to so many opportunities and possibilities as well, because I'm walking my truth. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, you have so many things that you're involved in, which is incredible in the different platforms. I mean, a speaker, you're a host, you're an influencer, you have a lot of amazing things. I know you can't play favorites, but if I had to put you on the spot and say, Right now, what's a favorite thing that you're giving your energy to that you're just loving right now and in your work? Beautiful question. <laughs> and actually, it's 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 interesting and ironic that you're asking me this right now because I've actually I've actually very recently have had to refocus and just get really clear on the vision, especially for 20, that 2020 vision, mm-hmm. no pun intended, um, and just really. Again, being a work in progress myself, first and foremost, um, I've had to really dive deep within myself to say, am I able to show up fully in all of these different hats that I'm wearing right now? And I had to be honest with myself and say, you know what, There's, I want to downsize all the different things I'm doing and really just hyper focus on a few because I do think that I do... I know there's a lot of different opinions on this. I do think, especially as females, we are, you know, especially as a strong female, I know you are yourself as well. We can multitask. And I do believe that it there it is possible to be able to multitask or focus on a few different things, but you can't be everything all the time to everybody. Yes. And, yes. you know, when you are able to just hyper-focus on one or two or just a couple of things, you'll get so much further ahead than if you try to disperse all of your energy amongst everything, because honestly, been there, done that, and you you don't amount to what you want in life that way. Wow. So to answer your question, I'd say my first and foremost passion and pursuit right now is in the media. I really, really am highly, highly uh, vested and hyper-focused on taking on media projects as a TV host as a radio host, as a published writer in the media. 
And of course, they'll always have that uplifting Mandy vibe. Of course. Um, and also, I mean, it kind of goes that I kind of bridge in the same category as content creator. Because to me, it's based, like YouTube podcast. It's me creating my own media. So I want to kind of put that all under the same little umbrella. So that'll be my first and foremost. Like that's what jazzes me up. That's what gets me up in the morning. I love being a media and TV personality. I love creating content and inspiring others through that content. So that would be first and foremost. Um, some of the other projects I have definitely are still I'm passionate about, but they just, I can't be hyper-focused on them as much right now in my life. Got it. Okay. Well, as people are listening, they want to learn more about you, connect with you definitely on YouTube. Can you share where a couple of places people can find you at and connect? Yes, absolutely. And thank you again for this opportunity, Christy, to, to share what I have going on in Mandy's world. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty much on every social media platform you can think of. And my website is mandyjross.com. And if you search Mandy J. Ross on Instagram, on YouTube, on Patreon, on I'm trying to think of all the things. Um, Facebook. Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn, everywhere. Everywhere is Mandy J. Ross. Uh, the only one that's a little different for Facebook, it's just Mandy Jessica Ross, which is my middle name. Because <laughs> uh, Mandy J. Ross is taken, I guess, by somebody else. Still love you, whoever you are out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mandy J. Ross is pretty much everywhere. And yeah, I, I also am in the media. So you might see me in some media uh, content out in the universe as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mandy. Thanks for all that you're putting into the world and taking the time to be on the show and spread your positivity with all of us. We'll hope to have, have you again soon. Thank you so much, Christy. As I always like to say, you know, I really, I really hope that everyone out there listening is having a beautiful day. And if you're not, that's okay too. But you, you always have the choice, right? You always have that choice to create a happy day. And I, I know from myself being a life cheerleader, that's where the real cheerleading comes in. It's those days when you wake up and maybe you're not having the best day, but you draw from that inner strength and you make it a good day. Absolutely. All right, Mandy. Thanks again. Thank, take care. for listening to my show. Your support means the world to me. Remember, you can always be a guest on the show to get your questions answered, or you can email me your questions on my website. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving it a review on iTunes and downloading all the episodes. You can access all the information I discussed today in the show notes at christyoverstreet.com slash podcast. Until next time.